Hello, everyone. Welcome to Shakya Presents Movie Night. I'm your host. My name is Rudy Obias. Uh, we haven't done one of these episodes in a while. I think the last episode we put out was uh, on The Dark Knight Rises. Uh, joining me for this episode, he is uh, the, the host of the Animation Fascination podcast, Mark Vibbert. Thank you so much for joining me here on Shakya Presents Movie Night. Thanks for having me on, Rudy. And, and so we're going to be talking about two movies, uh, the two movies that came out this this past weekend. Uh, the first movie is Dread, uh, kind of a reboot of uh, Judge Dread, a movie that came out in 1995. And this is uh, a, a movie starring Carl Urban and Olivia Thirlby and Lena Headey. And uh, here's a synopsis from imdb.com. In a violent, futuristic city where... The police have the authority to act as judge, jury, and executioner. A cop, a cop team, teams with a trainee to take down a gang that deals the reality-altering drug slow mo. Uh, so, Mark, what are your thoughts on Dread 3D? And uh, I, I guess in relation to the the original film, uh, Judge Dread, starring Sylvester Stallone, which came out in again in 1995. Uh, I just finally watched the Sloan Judge Dredd movie today after I had saw Dredd last night. And Judge Dredd from 95 is definitely more of like a 90s movie and more of a a Stallone movie than like an adaptation of the comic like it's trying to be. But uh, the and it's like more of like a comedy because it's got Rob Schneider in there because another one of his random 90s appearance is as a the comedic sidekick like you saw in Demolition Man or, or well, Surf Ninjas is a, is a comedy, but that's another random movie he was in in the nineties. But yeah, like he's in there. And then that movie felt like judge dread from 95 felt like it was, it couldn't find whether it wanted to be a dark movie or a comedic movie. Whereas with the new movie with Carl Urban, it's definitely going for the dark and gritty feel that, that I'm assuming I've never read the comic, but I know some people that have, and I'm assuming that the comic was just as dark and gritty as this film was. And the 3d added a lot to it and they shot in 3d, which is nice too, that it wasn't post converted. And I like, well, I mean the, the slow-mo drug, I guess is kind of a nice way for them to use an excuse of using slow motion in the movie. Uh, but, some of the slow-mo looked pretty cool in the movie in the 3D. Like, there's a scene uh, with Lena Headey where she has, like, water dripping off her arm at one point, and that looks pretty cool in the 3D. And then, obviously, like, all the action scenes with people getting shot up and super gratuitous violence of <laughs> just, like, skin ripping apart and in, in very slow motion in the 3D. That, that was pretty cool, too. Uh, I would it- definitely say I... I enjoyed Dread with Carl Urban much, much more than I did Judge Dread with Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, I, I would definitely agree with that, that Judge Dread for, I guess, even its time wasn't even considered a, a good movie. It's it's very low rated on Rotten Tomatoes. Dread, the new Dread from 2012, is a lot of fun. I, I had a lot of fun with this movie. I thought it was uh, it, it, a bag of hammers. This was a this was a, a fun ride. The the opening sequence, an amazing chase scene, and a lot a lot of it is in slow mo because the the, the assailants are um, they're they're on that drug 
slow mo, so it has a really cool slow mo effect, uh, <laughs> slow motion effect to it. And there's a lot of comparisons to this movie, to The Raid, uh, a movie that came out earlier this year, which is kind of has the same premise about uh, law enforcement, a, a team of law enforcement uh, people trapped in a, a building and going level to level to get a crime boss uh, at the top. And th this movie has a similar feel to that, al although I feel that they're, they're very different. Uh, the Raid, you get the impression that this is going on in this building and this is a kind of an isolated incident this is never really um yeah this is only one a one-time deal the thing that's going on in the raid in a movie like dread you get the feeling that it's happening all over the city that the the, the city yeah. is full of crime and corruption and the what they do the, the the judges the law enforcement in this movie is just kind of futile you know all their efforts just kind of go in vain and that's what i like about this movie you really get the sense of of crime and chaos and it, they're really grasping at straws to keep order in this city and it, it almost feels like everything they went through this movie was for nothing because you know an hour later or 30 minutes later there's going to be a, another one of uh these things happening in, in um in, in a building like this yeah. um th this movie is is a lot of fun i i really liked olivia thorolby in this movie i thought she was great she has a couple kick-ass moments and uh lena hetty she's actually really good in this movie you do get the impression that she's on um this slow-mo drug throughout the whole movie that she just seems really um, subdued, which is pretty refreshing because considering the type of role it is, it could have easily been some sort of big, huge, chew, 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 um, scenery-chewing type of scene, but it, it wasn't anything like that. Definitely. And then, like, she's kind of gotten more comfortable playing the villain now that she's been on Game of Thrones and played one of the, the Lannisters. So definitely she's getting her experience in playing... Uh, bad guys after having been on uh, like 300 and uh, Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles. So. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a strange thing where um, this movie is actually getting beat up at the box office right now. It's not doing very well. It's actually I it's probably going to be considered a bomb because at, at this point it's only gross $6.3 million and this movie cost $50 million to make, so they're probably not going to make a sequel um, from this movie, which I feel is kind of a shame because I, I, I like this movie quite a bit and I want to see more. Um, but I, I guess we should just be happy that a movie like this exists. Um, I, I haven't read the comic book, but I am familiar with the comic book enough to know that there, there are a couple nods to, um, to the comic book and to the reader's uh, throughout the whole movie, uh, namely in the graffiti that, that you find in the city and in the apartment building. Um, there, there's some good uh, Easter eggs in the movie if, uh, if you are a fan of the book. Uh, what you were saying about sequels, too, it, it kind of stinks because I, had, I read a little bit about what the producers said. Had the, uh, if the movie does end up making, hopefully, they probably won't, but over, the, over $50 million dollars, that the ideas that they had for sequels were like in the, the sequel, they would go in more uh, to focusing on the origins of dread and, and the city. And then like a third movie would introduce his nemesis would the undead judge death. So, I mean, that seems like it would have been cool to see more of like origins and more things going on with 
like why he is the way he is, but so I guess fingers crossed it does end up doing better at the box office. Well, it's uh, th- this is more of a, a British property than it is an American one, so maybe overseas it's it's going to do better than over here in the states. But yeah. if, if we live in a in a country where a movie that is as fun <laughs> as the Avengers, I feel uh, a, a movie that is just Man, this movie is so violent and gory and so fun. It's I find it hard to believe this movie didn't do well, but that's the reality. Yeah. Uh, the the other movie that came out this weekend uh, that we're going to be discussing is uh, the the new movie from uh, starring uh, Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena. Uh, this is End of Watch. Uh, this movie was uh, written and directed by David Ayer, I believe is how you pronounce his name. And he was the writer um, – he was the screenwriter for the movie Training Day, uh, which came out in 2001 and starred Denzel Washington and Ethan Hawke. And this is his directorial debut. Uh, the the premise here from imdb.com, two young officers are marked for death after – uh, confiscating a small cache of money and firearms from the members of a notorious cartel during a routine traffic stop. Uh, I think there's a little bit more to the movie than that. Uh, this movie is, is a found footage movie. The, it's, uh, the premise is uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's character, Brian, is uh, making this film for uh, as an art credit for law school because he is pre-law. Um, Mark, what did you think of this movie? I, I went into this movie not knowing that it was um, that not knowing it was found footage, and I found myself pleasantly surprised uh, to see uh, this uh, this format put onto this movie. I, I, yeah, I liked how they used kind of like the found footage thing in it, uh, and like they didn't like totally rely on it because there is shots in the film that aren't done in that same style, like like establishing shots of over the city and whatnot, where you, you know, none of the characters are shooting that, but, uh, yeah, I, I liked how they used that because it made it feel different from like maybe some other crime dramas or other, like, like training day or other films that he's worked on. And the only thing that does kind of sync with like movies like that is that they, they then have to give an excuse for why the camera's there. So he's like, Oh, I have the camera because I'm doing a film class. And, and like, there's, Actually, like the cartel in the movie have a, a camera at one point too, and like I was, I was wondering like why they would be filming everything too, because if someone never got that, they could use that like if they were brought up to go to jail. So I don't know why they were filming stuff too, but I, I really enjoyed the movie a lot. Uh, it's it's kind of funny like the, that I saw both this and Dread yesterday because they're both similar in the fact that. They're about uh, police officers, more or less, that are that are going around and essentially trying to clean up their city. Uh, and what was kind of funny, I noticed, is that uh, these two characters in this film were actually uh, put to the same district, District 13, in this. That then, when I went to see Dread later that night, he was then in District 13. I thought that was funny. Oh. That, that they kind of chose randomly that number. But, yeah, I, I, I liked Jake Gyllenhaal a lot in this. Michael Pena was great in it, too. I liked how it mixed kind of drama, comedy, and action all together. And it, it was nice to see um, some other actors in there, too, that, like Anna Kendrick got a nice little role in there. She's 
it's good to see her getting more movies that aren't just Twilight. So, yeah, I, I liked Anna Kendrick in this movie. Well, I, I just find her absolutely adorable. And there's a scene in this where she she raps, which yeah. I my I just I swooned over that. <laughs> um, th- there are things to definitely like in this movie, uh, na- namely Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena. I think they're dynamic together, and every time they're on screen together, it's 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 great. And and luckily for this movie, that they're practically in every scene uh so whenever they're on screen it's it's always a good time and they do a good job doing it i agree with you with that the fact that i don't understand why the drug cartel had a camera as well because it seems like well here's the evidence against you right here it doesn't seem like uh good uh good criminals would ever record themselves uh you know committing crimes and so i was bothered by that i was actually really bothered by a lot of the found footage um ness of this movie i i I am not a big fan of found footage movies because you're always aware of the camera. You're always aware that there has to be a camera on at all times. And I, I don't think that wor- really works in this movie because there are a number of times where where like you, you think to yourself, where is this coming from? Like who's shooting this now? Like so it doesn't even stay true to the premise. Uh, also to the uh, effect that Jake Gyllenhaal and Michael Pena and Anna, Anna Kendrick are – pretty uh our our celebrities are our, our big hollywood actors and usually in uh most almost always in found footage movies um the they're they're made with unknown actors uh at least actors not of this no not oscar nominated actors like anna kendrick or jake gyllenhaal um okay. and so that kind of takes away from the realness of it because if they're trying to sell the fact that this is a found footage real movie like this is actual events then why have uh, real uh like big name actors in it and so those are definitely the elements that i i could not buy into um but i think everything else fits in i mean the fact that these two cops are super cops you know they're they're like everything that they do is so heroic i bought into that and i was okay with that it was just the elements of the 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 found footage that the director doesn't um fully commit to is bothersome i i really wish this movie wasn't found footage i mean there are definitely thrilling moments where where it's it's really good namely in the car chase scenes Namely, in the opening sequence, wow, that that opening sequence was absolutely amazing. Where right. you're getting like um, a cop car view of, of this chase and shootout, and that's how the movie opens. It's it's pretty pretty awesome. Yeah, it kind of felt like cops the movie, like more or less. And I, I think that like they could have done found footage without like maybe even addressing it. Like just use it as like a different style of the movie and not even have to address that he's filming things like that and just film it that way and not have to address that it is a found footage movie at some point i guess yeah well, and maybe, just use it in that style it may, maybe if like they actually showed him on campus or something like yeah. why is this guy in in law school i thought he's a cop so i, I just right. i don't understand stuff like that but uh, that he, he does he does say that he want, wanted to be a detective at one point in the movie so maybe that's why he's in law school but even then he could just become a de- detective if he's already a cop too, so I yeah. Don't know. Uh, also, um, one criticism I do have of this movie is the ending. I think that um, the ending kind of cops out. No pun intended. Uh, where it, it it it's it's a very tra- somewhat of a tragic ending, but then it 
it, it kind of reverts to go to a happier moment. So the last thing you remember before the credits roll and before you leave the All theater right. is a happier moment. And I, I, I didn't like that. I, I thought to myself, why are you doing that? Like, why are you going back to something when I felt if you ended a, the movie at a certain point, it would have been fine. Oh, and if it, if it wasn't going to be fine from the writer and director point of view, then why end the movie that way? Yeah. Do you want to do a tiny spoiler section or just leave that for? Uh, yeah, let's, I guess let's spoil that. Uh, so let, we're going to be spoiling the end of end of watch. I, I still recommend seeing this movie. I don't know if you would rush out to, you know, I would say see it at a matinee if you can. Uh, I, I wouldn't pay top dollar to see it or, or Actually, I feel that this is the, the kind of movie that you can actually wait until it comes out on DVD or Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, go, go, go for it. Uh, yeah, so I mean, like, at, at the end, like, there's a lot of foreshadowing at different parts of this movie, like, about, like, you're assuming that one or both of them are going to die at some point. And maybe that's why it is found footage, like, someone decided to finish the film for him or something like that. And, like, the, the minute Michael Pena says to to Jake Gyllenhaal that if something ever happened to him he would take care of uh, Anna Kendrick and like if they had kids which I guess since we're in the spoiler thing Anna Kendrick becomes you find out that she is pre- uh, pregnant uh, later in the film that that he would take care of them for him if he was to die so the, the reverse of that essentially happens where Jake Gyllenhaal lives even though in the in the scene, you assume that he's he's already died, and then Michael Penny gets shot by the drug cartel, and he dies, and it kind of goes into like the funeral at the end, and you're like, and you're assuming that both of them have passed away, and then it cuts to a shot at the funeral, and you see that Jake Gyllenhaal is still alive, and it was Michael Pena that was killed, so you're assuming that maybe now Jake Gyllenhaal will, will do for Michael Pena's family what. Michael Pena's character just said he would have done for Jake Gyllenhaal. So, I mean, I, I saw that with foreshadowing that that was probably going to happen, and it was kind of a surprise that I guess that that Jake Gyllenhaal did still live. I thought maybe it would have been even more dramatic had they both just died and been like a super downer ending. Well, I I, I I I don't begrudge that ending. I begrudge the the scene that follows, yeah. where where it, it, it reverts back to a time when both of them are alive. Uh, well, both of them are, are partners again, and they're on the ride along, and and they're joking. Um, I, I didn't like that. <laughs> I don't. Uh, it, it's, it's, I almost I almost thought when it did that flashback, like they were gonna like have something in that flashback scene. Uh, Speaking to the point that, like Jake Gyllenhaal would then say that he would do that for him as well, but then ended up just being like that that comedic kind of moment, which I think they could have just used somewhere else in the movie, and like you said, ended it with that more like somber ending. Yeah, I mean, so, I, I get the idea that the the filmmaker didn't want to end it on that down note; that he just wanted to give the the audience uh, a little bit of something to be happy about on their way out of the theater. Uh, I think it kind of bows out in a way because of that. I mean, if it's if it wants to be a found footage, gritty, realistic film, then I don't understand. Like, a, it doesn't follow um, the premise or or commit to the found footage, and and b, it it, um, it plays around with, with the editing and doesn't really 
uh, it doesn't show it in um, in how it would actually play out if it were found footage. Uh, and th- those are just those are really my big criticisms of the movie. I still fully recommend it. Uh, I like it enough, but those are the things that really bothered me after I watched End of Watch. Oh, I, I guess I just thought of going back to Dread really quick is uh, my criticism, I guess, with the ending of that that movie was that it felt somewhat anticlimactic a little bit where I thought there was going to be more of like a, I don't know, like a standoff between Dread and Lena Headey's character. And then he ends up basically giving her the slow-mo and throwing her out the window. But I don't know. After like the entire film of trying to to get to her and whatnot, and then that ends up just being the way it ends. But I don't know I, I did really enjoy both of these films, and I would watch them again. I, I'd probably even purchase both of them. But I, uh, yeah, I, I did enjoy them enough to watch them again. I suggest people go out and see them too. All right. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with End of Watch or Dread 3D? No, I can't think of anything else. All right, so uh, let's wrap up this episode of Movie Night. Uh, where can we find you online, uh, Mark? Uh, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mark Vibbert, M-A-R-C-V-I-B-B-E-R-T. Or uh, like Rudy said earlier, I have a podcast called Animation Fascination where we talk about animation, uh, movies, and TV shows. Uh, you can find that on Twitter at Animated Podcast or animationfascination.wordpress.com and you can follow me on twitter twitter.com slash rudy underscore obias that's r-u-d-i-e underscore o-b-i-a-s autoracast.com shakya.com giantfreakingrobot.com and everything that is rudy at rudyobias.com on the next episode of movie night we should be discussing Looper, the new film from uh, Ryan Johnson, a time travel uh, gangster film uh, that's coming out uh, next weekend. So uh, that's what we're going to be talking about next week, uh, Ryan Johnson's Looper. Uh, so closing out this episode of uh, Movie Night, thank you so much for listening to our show. Goodbye. <laughs>